Adding a few new skills to your toolbox and choosing to see things differently can radically change your life for the better. That's what this podcast is all about. Welcome to the Lion Boar Podcast. Hello and welcome to this episode of the Lion Boar Podcast. My name is Tori Zimmerman, your host, and it is my privilege to welcome you to the program today. Uh, just a, a by way of brief announcement as we move into the uh, Christmas and New Year season um, of 2020, we are going to take a short holiday break the week of December 27th, and then we'll return the first week of January. So uh, after this episode, the Lion Boar Minute will air uh, tomorrow, which is going to be uh, Monday, December 18th. And then uh, the Lion Boar Podcast will next air on January 3rd, and the Lion Boar Minute uh, the next day, January 4th. And then the following week, we're going to roll out the first episode of Lion Boar Faith, which is the segment that we've kind of been talking about. It's going to endeavor to offer a, a biblical perspective on the subject matter that we take on on the Lion Boar Podcast each week thereafter. The Lion Boar Podcast will not change. The Lion Boar Minute will not change. We're just going to add the Lion Boar Faith segment for those who have requested that. So if that's of interest to you, be sure to tune in. If not, no problem. Same uh, same content, same format with the addition of some great interviews coming up in 2021 uh, that I'm really excited about. You'll hear more about that uh, in the coming weeks, um, but uh, be sure to tune in in the new year. So just that short Christmas break and then uh, back with expanded content first thing uh, upon the start of the new year. So again, uh, I want to also invite you to reach out to us uh, as I have uh, virtually every episode and will continue to do. We want to hear from you. You can submit questions about our programming or about anything, all things conflict-related. Uh, you can submit real-life scenarios that you're currently experiencing, and we'll do our best to provide some kind of outside-the-box thinking and some simple practical advice on how you can approach and proceed toward resolving those conflicts. We, we love to hear from our listeners, and we want to make sure that we're providing the content that's useful and applicable for you. So please keep those emails coming. We, we really enjoy reading them and responding to them. You can reach out to us at help at the lionboarpodcast.com. That's help at the lionboarpodcast, all one word, dot com. Or you can visit us online at the lionboarpodcast.com and simply click on the contact us link at the top of our homepage. Just fill out the very brief form there, including a valid email address uh, in case you'd like us to get back to you. And we promise uh, not to abuse that if you leave that. And then click the submit button and we will respond to you as quickly as we can. By the way, if you choose to submit real-life scenarios, uh, if you've got serious questions about conflict that you're, you're engaging right now, we are going to keep you absolutely confidential uh, and do everything we can to, uh, to mask uh, any specific identification information that you might reveal in your questions so that uh, we're able to help you uh, on the air and and you're able to have confidence that uh, that your privacy is protected. That's really important to us because we know it's really important to you. So just be mindful of that. Again, help at thelionboarpodcast.com or visit us online at thelionboarpodcast.com and click on the contact us link at the top of the page. All right. So today we're taking on the topic of self-doubt, a topic that is very personal for many of us. And I use the term us uh, intentionally there because I've got to include myself in that statement. Self-doubt has been a challenge for me over the, the course of my lifetime and continues to be, frankly. Um, anytime we enter into a zone where we've got some discomfort or some lack of surety about, uh, about how likely we are to be successful at something, we experience self-doubt. So today we're going to talk about that. Self-doubt is natural. Uh, and if you feel it, I want you to know that you're in very good company because I think it's probably an experience that virtually everyone uh, has at some time or another. So 
here's what we're going to do today. We're, first, we're going to take a look at the phenomenon of self-doubt and uh, and talk about what it is and, and sort of evaluate its usefulness because there are times when, uh, when doubt uh, is uh, an important indicator that maybe additional consideration is necessary. Um, but we'll look at what self-doubt is and talk about its its usefulness. Second, we're going to discuss some common sources or causes of self, self-doubt, both the healthy and the unhealthy. Now, I think it's important to clarify right here that some self-doubt defined simply as doubting yourself or your ability to, to sort, of, sort of undertake a task or tasks successfully is indeed healthy. There are times when you probably shouldn't feel like it's a good idea to attempt certain tasks or to maintain certain goals. Precisely because there are goals or objectives that might be unduly dangerous um, or where you would be putting something that's that's more important to you at risk uh, simply to try to gain something that's less important to you. So I was trying to think of some silly examples of this uh, because there's always the risk that if I put an example out there that's a serious one, I might actually step on someone's real life dreams and I don't want to do that. So I'm going to take a chance and hope that this is not somebody's real life dream, but uh I want you to understand what healthy uh, doubt might look like. So let's just say for for hypothetical example that you have no musical talent, not a single ounce in your entire body. Musicians, I apologize. This is just a hypothetical. Uh, You can't carry tune in a bucket. Um, If that's the case, it might be unwise for you to base your sense of personal value on whether or not your first classical harmonica album goes double platinum. By the way, platinum would mean your album sold a million copies, or I believe any one single from your album would, would have sold two million copies. If that's how you're going to get your sense of self-value, that might be unhealthy if you are not, a, at the very least, a talented musician. Uh, if you're not a musician, a little self-doubt as to your likely success is probably okay. Now, I realize that we have a couple of international listeners, but I, I feel that I probably need to make a note of the fact that here in America, it's hard to declare something impossible, right? Because our entire country is founded on people striving for what was thought to be impossible. Case in point, and here's a here's my funny example for you. On December 11th, 2013, the Robertson family, yes, the very same Robertsons that make up the Duck Dynasty family, were notified that their Christmas album entitled Duck the Halls, yeah, real thing, Duck the Halls, had been certified platinum. That's right. Certified Platinum, a Christmas album by the Duck Dynasty family, the Robertsons. God bless America. <laughs> so, so the American dream can still happen. Uh, that said, timing is everything. Had they released their album 10 years earlier or 10 years later, there's a good chance it might not have received the same level of support. So, you know, you, you get it. There are times when, it, when it's wise probably to, to listen to those doubts and receive them as appropriate caution. Okay. Wow, I digress. Uh, Let me rein myself in here. Okay, we're going to define self-doubt and discuss its usefulness. Um, We're going to discuss some common sources of self-doubt. And third, we're going to talk about how to listen to appropriate healthy doubt and how to dispose of unhealthy self-doubt. Okay, we're going to lay out some simple steps that will hopefully allow you to interrupt unhealthy cycles of self-doubt that get in the way of living a full and exciting life. Okay, sound good? So what is self-doubt and how can it be useful? Self-doubt is typically the strong feeling or the determination that you can't, or perhaps more accurately, uh, a sense of uncertainty that you can accomplish something. You know, it, the, the, the lack of certainty or the, the uncertainty that you can actually accomplish something. You're just not sure that you can do it. 
Now, this can be useful or helpful. Self-doubt, if it's based on good information and the result of an objective assessment of your situation, can provide some benefit. What kind of benefit? Well, number one, you can avoid danger. Even beyond your ability to do something, there are some things you probably shouldn't attempt. People take unnecessary risks that put them or, or others who are important to them or things that are important to them in unnecessary danger. So it's important to help us avoid danger. It's also useful to help us avoid unnecessary disappointment. Disappointment is an emotional reality and it can be crushing, right? So in some cases, the costs of of trying something may not outweigh the benefits. And in those cases, likely failure and the disappointment that come with it may not be worth the energy and the resources needed simply to try it. Okay. I think about times that we've gone to, uh, county and state fairs. And I always think about the, the, uh, the, the game where you throw baseballs to knock down the steel milk cans. Okay. Last I recall, it was like $5 for three balls to knock down the steel milk cans. And if you win, you can get these great big stuffed animals, right? I think it's common knowledge that the game is rigged. And, uh, frankly, I, I usually don't need any big stuffed giraffes. So in that case, I doubt that I can knock down the milk cans. And even if I did, I wouldn't get anything that was super important to me. And I would lose $5 every time I want to try. Okay. So in that case, simple statistical analysis and my understanding that carnival games are rigged might be enough to create a sense of doubt, doubt that I can knock over the milk cans successfully. And if I listen to that doubt, which would be classified in my mind as healthy doubt, I can save money that can later be spent on nachos, which by the way, guarantee satisfaction. While I have never dreamed of knocking over all the milk cans, I have dreamt of nachos. That's probably a topic for another episode. Okay, we're going to take a short break. And when we return, we're going to look at some common sources of self-doubt and discuss how to work through them on the Lion Boar Podcast. Welcome back to the Lionboard Podcast. My name is Tori Zimmerman, your host, and today we are talking about self-doubt. And right before the break, we talked about sort of a definition of self-doubt and discussed certain occasions when it can actually be useful, when doubting our ability to accomplish something uh, can actually help us, help us to avoid unnecessary loss or unnecessary risk. Self-doubt, I think it's important to note, uh, occurs on uh, a bit of a continuum. On one end of the continuum is sort of mild self-doubt, the the sense of, eh, I'm not sure if I can accomplish this or not, to the opposite end of the uh, self-doubt spectrum where you have a crippling fear to even try for some reason. And on that end, if, if you are uh, so fearful that you won't even try, there's a good chance that you might be losing out on all the benefits that you could gain from, from taking a risk. There are times when people have Uh, a very significant level of self-doubt, even over uh, possibilities or goals or objectives or opportunities that have a fairly low risk. And at that point, it's really important to step in and uh, listen to that self-doubt and figure out a way to sort of head it off at the pass. So we're going to talk a little bit more about that as we move on here. Some common sources of self-doubt, both healthy and unhealthy. Earlier, I mentioned statistical analysis, really just a fancy way of, of, of saying, hey, look, there, there either is or is not 
strong probability that I'm going to succeed in something. So I want to kind of reflect on that as we talk about this first common source of self-doubt, um, which is generally pure probability, right? The probability that you're going to succeed. And this is something that's measured through the lens of your own experience. In other words, if you're trying to decide whether you should take a particular risk, ask the question, have you had experience relevant to that risk? Maybe you have. Maybe you have education. Um, I, I think of, of friends of mine who have started businesses. They have typically had training and education or past experience starting those businesses. So while to those of us who've never done that before, that might seem like a huge risk because we're literally leaping into the unknown. For them, they were well aware of the steps necessary, the the coming up with your business plan and presenting that to banks for financing. And before all of that, even understanding your mission and your vision and having strong mission vision statements written out. They get all that stuff. They've already done it. Um, they're walking into it eyes wide open. For many of us, that may not be the case. But based on pure probability, you may uh, have doubt, either healthy or unhealthy, uh, as you as you approach a possible new endeavor. So pure probability. Do you have education uh, in a particular area? Part of education is generally practice. If you've done something in a learning environment, you're going to feel more likely that it's uh, it's a safer endeavor in real life practice, right? You can have some confidence because you've actually done it. Even if you've done it in a lab, you've done it before. So education uh, can, can uh, affect your sense of the probability of your success. Have you previously tried to do what it is you're considering? Is this the second or third or fourth attempt at, at something? If it is, did you succeed previously or have you always failed by your own definition? And if you failed, do you believe that you learned enough in the process to change the outcome this time around? These are all questions that you'd answer. So at the end of the day, based primarily on your previous experience in training and education and familiarity, do you have adequate confidence that you'll succeed? And if not, um, then you're probably making your estimation based on probability, right? All things considered, there's a low chance that I will succeed and your self-doubt comes from that, okay? So pure probability can be one source of self-doubt. Another source, and this one I think is really prevalent in, uh, in our culture because of the vast uh, variations in parenting styles uh, and education styles and things that people experience while they're growing up, our general self-esteem and sense of confidence can affect self-doubt, okay? Second source of self-doubt, your general self-esteem and your confidence. The way that you're socialized, uh, your family of origin, your friends or other formative relationships that you've had, are they encouraging and affirming? Or do they tend to discourage you? Some of us tend to need to hear from others that we are succeeding. And I would put myself in this camp, frankly, as, as I have uh, sought out generally careers that, uh, that have service as a goal, I want to hear from the people that I'm serving so that I know uh, whether or not the service I'm providing is a needed service and whether I'm doing it well. I want to know whether or not I'm succeeding. And you may, you may uh, fall into that category as well. If in your socialization, you've received primarily negative messaging, whether it's from parents or school teachers or work associates or others whose opinions you value, that can be really difficult to overcome. And you might be less likely to take risks as a result. If your risks are likely to result in negative feedback that hurts your sense of self-esteem and your sense of personal stability, that alone might be enough to ward you off to the degree that you say, look, this just isn't worth it. 
the feelings, the negative feelings or the, the way that this is going to disrupt my self-confidence, it's not worth it. It's not worth taking this risk. So your self-esteem and confidence can definitely be a source of self-doubt. A third potential source of self-doubt, both healthy and unhealthy, is fear. Uh, and whether or not that fear is realistic or unrealistic, fear. Do you have a general fear of failure? Some people do. And if you have a general fear of failure, no matter what your opportunity might be, that can be difficult to overcome. For some people, and I have friends like this too, uh, they are less fearful of failure. They're more afraid of succeeding. I have uh, a friend who who left uh a larger practice within their profession and went into practicing on their own. And in that process, um, my friend initially experienced some really significant success and was able to make a go of it. When the question arose of, is it time to grow my business, to grow my practice? That's where he started to get fearful. And when I chatted with him about that, uh, to try to figure out why he was so afraid since he had succeeded so wildly, his response was, I'm not sure I can keep succeeding. I'm not sure I can keep this going. And what if I grow to the point where I get so big that I lose control of my practice? He had all these fears and concerns related to success. So some people are actually more afraid of success than failure. You may fall into that category. Uh, maybe you are afraid of physical risks or financial risks or risks to your reputation that go along with whatever it is you're thinking of trying in attempting whatever it is you're envisioning, do you risk losing something real? And uh, if that's the case, then fear might be creating uh, your sense of self-doubt. So there are there are definitely uh, sources, common sources of self-doubt. Most of them can be both healthy and unhealthy, or I should say either healthy or unhealthy, depending on the severity of them and whether or not they're rooted in reality. So there you have it. Three, I think, of the most common sources of self-doubt, kind of our, our own experience and the sense of probability of success we get through that, our general self-esteem and sense of self-confidence and fear. We're going to take a brief break at this point, And when we return, we're going to talk about how we can listen to healthy self-doubt and how we can dispose of unhealthy self-doubt that keeps us from living a life to the fullest. Right for this on the Lionbore Podcast. Welcome back to the Linebore Podcast, where today we're talking about self-doubt. We've been defining it. We've been talking about uh, some sources of it. Now we're going to explore how to listen to appropriate healthy self-doubt and how to dispose of unhealthy self-doubt. So what does it mean to listen to your self-doubt? Well, my recommendation is that you do this. You simply take an inventory of your specific concerns. Stop trying to ignore them. I think for many of us, we just sort of try to ignore our self-doubt and we hope it's going to go away, but it doesn't. So uh, take an inventory of your specific concerns. Now, this is really important. Please don't neglect this. As you take your inventory of your specific concerns, write them down with a pen or pencil on a piece of paper. Okay, sounds silly. The reason is because as you move things from your heart and your head through your arm, out through that pen or pencil onto the paper, your brain processes them differently. Okay. When you move things from your mind 
through uh, and you through your your uh, voice mechanism and you speak them, your brain processes them one way, and when you write them down, it processes them another way. So you're this is just adding another level of thinking and processing on. Okay, so write them down. Don't be don't be critical of your concerns at this point. Don't decide whether they're rational or irrational or healthy or unhealthy or whatever. Just list them. Okay, so listen to them and list them. Secondly, evaluate your self doubt. Do you have a plan to work through them? through your specific list? Are there ways that you can reduce the risks associated with them? Are you adequately prepared to address the, this challenge that you're taking on in the face of all of these doubts that you have, or maybe you don't have that many, whatever, however many you have, are you prepared to take on this challenge in the face of those doubts? And does the preparation that you have undertaken improve the likelihood of your success? Or are your doubts revealing that there's additional preparation that you should consider before moving forward? One really great thing that you can do as you evaluate your self-doubt is to, to seek the advice of trusted individuals who are knowledgeable in the type of risk that you're thinking of taking, okay? If you're thinking of starting a business, find somebody who's done that. If you're thinking of going back to school, talk with somebody who's done that. If you're thinking of uh, trying skydiving, for sure, talk to somebody who's done that. Uh, seek the advice of trusted individuals who are knowledgeable in the risk that you're taking. As you evaluate your self-doubt and as you begin to pin labels on it, uh, is it realistic or unrealistic? Uh, is it something that I can that I can uh, change? Can I mitigate the self-doubt or am I going to have to just live with it? Uh, seek the advice of some trusted individuals who can give you some guidance. They can look at your situation objectively when you're too close. Okay. So listen to your self-doubt, evaluate your self-doubt. Thirdly, this is where you decide whether you're going to push ahead or whether you're going to modify your plan accordingly. Okay. Formulate a plan designed to cover all the bases and reduce, reduce the risk of failure based on the list of doubts that you have. As with your actual list of self-doubts or concerns, my encouragement is as you formulate this plan, write it down for the same reason. You're processing a different way. Don't just write down what you want to accomplish and how you plan to accomplish it, but write down why. Write down the why. It's important to know you, the, the why, right? Assess the potential costs of taking on the challenge. Answer the question, is this worth it? Is the benefit that I stand to gain worth the risk I'm going to have to take? All right. And if it's appropriate, build a team to work with you and to support your efforts and vision. All right. As you decide whether you're going to push ahead or modify your plan accordingly, formulate a plan that can get you through all the, all the doubts that you have. Write it down. And make sure you understand the why. You want to be able to come back to that why because it's going to answer lots of questions for you later on. And one of the big questions that it will answer is, is the risk worth it? Okay, it'll help you to answer that. Now, if you're not ready or qualified or prepared to execute all the steps of your plan, this is the time to, to stop, to wait, and to do what you have to do to prepare first. Okay? And then if and when you're ready, proceed and evaluate your progress frequently against your written plan as you go along. Okay. So there are times when you plan to move ahead or when you may actually plan to put uh, a hold on your, your, uh, your goal and, and prepare more adequately. All right. But if you do decide to move ahead, make sure that you are doing it in a way that is uh, appropriate and that you are evaluating your progress frequently against your written plan as you're going. And then celebrate small and large wins, okay? 
along the way. Celebrate all your wins along the way. This is really important because sometimes our self-doubt is based on the idea that we can't possibly have a win. We can't possibly succeed. So when you have those wins, even if they're small ones, if, if you're planning to start a business, and that's a huge undertaking for you and you have tremendous self-doubt about whether or not you can do it. When you develop a logo for your, your new business, your new company, celebrate that as a win. When you finish writing your business plan, celebrate that. That's a win. When you develop a team around you to, to help support you in your endeavor, celebrate that. It's a win and celebrate with your team. This entire process that I'm recommending to you today is really about being methodical, right? It's about listing and evaluating your particular self-doubts, the concerns that you have, weighing the risk that you're taking against the benefits that you stand to gain, making decisions about how to proceed in a way that reduces unnecessary risk, right? I mean, it's, it's all these things. The uh, kind of the, the read between the lines reality, though, is that as a result of whether it's nature or nurture, whether it's our upbringing or experiences that we've had or how we've been treated by other people, you know, the way we're socialized, whatever it is, some of us have unhealthy self-doubt. Some of the most capable people in the world have been significantly impacted in a negative way by self-doubt and have had to figure out how to work through that doubt in order to be successful. William Shakespeare, arguably one of the greatest writers of all time, said this, our doubts are traitors and make us lose the good we oft might win by fearing to attempt. In other words, our doubts can get in the way of experiences that could be life-changing. Sir Edmund Hillary, who along with his Sherpa guide, uh, was the first climber to have been confirmed to have reached the summit of Mount Everest way back in May of 1953, said this, It's not the mountain we conquer, but ourselves. And Henry Ford, who built an automobile empire and forever changed the way we run manufacturing in the United States, said this, One of the greatest discoveries a man makes, one of his great surprises, is to find that he can do what he was afraid he couldn't do. That's all for this episode, but be sure to tune in again the first week of 2021, when once again we'll be taking on the tough stuff right here on the Lion Boar Podcast. Podcast.